In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, we have a pretty cool and unique thing we get to do today. Today, we're speaking with two friends who the Lord connected a few years ago at a time when one of them was facing a life-altering decision. While the other's passion for the Word of God and the sanctity of life and discipling young women drew her into her new friend's life, she found this strong, courageous, and capable young mom who was open to having a caring relationship with her. Well, guess what? They're going to tell us their story and how their life experiences prepared them for this friendship and the joys and discoveries that that friendship has brought them. And we want to talk about that, and we are grateful to them for that. And here to get us started, to introduce our guest for the day, my good friend, my co-host, my buddy, good news for the city, co-host, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. God bless you, my brother. Good to see you, man. You know, I love the fact that we're talking about friendships. Uh, We were just talking about our friendship offline a little bit. You know, we've now known each other for five years or more. And it's really interesting how God interweaves people's paths in a certain time and a certain place. Uh, The book of Acts chapter 17 talks about he puts us in a place at a time for a purpose. And our question is that we're going to have today is will we take up that purpose when he puts us there? And one of the purposes that we're talking about this today is this idea of when God puts two people together in life. Can they become friends? Can they become mentors and all of that? We can look through scripture and we can look at Paul and Paul had Barnabas in his life that walked with him arm in arm, but he also had Timothy in his life, which he, he mentored and helped and and grew. And then Timothy passed that along as a leader of the church and mentored and helped him grow. And there's something about the way the good news, the gospel spreads when it spreads through relationship. And today, certainly we're going to hear about the spread of the gospel through the interconnected relationship between the two women that we have in studio with us. So let's first talk about those two. First, we have Lynn Farrell. She's a gifted Bible teacher and ministry leader formerly served with the Community Bible Study in Northern Virginia in various roles over two decades. Most recently, she served as a teaching director, the Reston Herndon, Virginia class. She also serves on the board of Sanctity of Life Ministries in Fairfax. She's currently teaching a woman's study that she wrote called Scene, Discovering the Freedom to be Authentically You, and she's doing that in her own church. She's the wife of her husband, Paul, and mother to Patrick, her 29-year-old son, Hillier, 27-year-old daughter, and her and her husband live in Arlington uh, with a golden doodle named Griffin. And here's what I love. Her life verse is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I quote Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and verse 21 every Sunday at Christian Fellowship Church in the end. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And uh, that is who we owe the credit for. And I love that verse. We're going to have a great conversation about how God is doing some immeasurable things. We also have uh, Karime Naime with us. She spent most of her younger years in Mexico, but she came to the States on her own at 16, pursue a better education. She moved to the Washington metro area here five years ago after working full-time and finishing her master's degree in upstate New York. She's also serving at National Community Church's Capital Turnaround Campus in their children's ministry. She's a mom of a wonderful two-year-old boy, Tiago, who she refers to as her little dream. 
They share their home with a 13-year-old dog, Coco, and her life has been transformed uh, by the words from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, that God knows the plans that he has for us. And certainly he does. But also many times, if we're truthful, how those plans play out and how those plans develop is something that is unexpected. And we have to certainly lean into who God is and his ability to do things immeasurably more than we can ask for imagine. So let's sort of start there, Lynn, if we can, you know, circumstances draw people together from time to time. And certainly you met Karime under some circumstances that maybe were unexpected, but tell us how you felt when you were approached to, to meet her and the passions that the Lord had developed in you that sort of resonated uh, for that connection. Yeah. So um, a pastor at our church, uh, Joel, he knew that um, I had um, been involved with ministry with women for many years that I had a passion for, um, the pro-life movement, that I was um, looking for ways to connect as be, I was a new, um, a new person in the church. And so um, he approached me and said, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to meet with this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's struggling with something that's, that's pretty significant. And I know that uh, I, I sense from the spirit that you'll be able to guide her in a certain way. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, at, you know, I'll be honest, um, initially it sounded very daunting. I wasn't trained to, um, to really disciple women in this circumstance. Um, but after praying and after seeking the Lord, the answer was absolutely. I will meet with her. Um, uncomfortable, didn't know who she was, didn't know what to expect, but was really, really nudged by the spirit to, mm. to do this. You know, there's this old statement that maybe you've heard before. I know we've used it on the show before that God doesn't always call the equipped. He equips the call. And so that idea of what it means to hear God's voice in our life and say yes, when he asks us to step into scenarios uh, that seem to be outside of our comfort zone or maybe a little bit daunting. Now, Karime, for you, I mean, all of a sudden someone's like, hey, I want you to meet this person that you've never met. And I want you to see maybe you can develop a relationship with them. I can imagine you probably had a few feelings that surrounded that moment. Uh, What did you feel like at that time? Totally. Um, And it still feels like it was yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. I was very, very nervous. I still get nervous when I when I tell my story. Um, Here I was getting ready to tell my story, my situation to a complete stranger before even sharing with my own family. Um, I personally was struggling, feeling shame, um, anger. I was angry at myself for putting myself in this situation. Um, I kept telling myself that I knew better than this. And I felt like there was not going to be any way possible that I could do it alone. Um, and so I didn't have a plan for when I went to meet, to meet with Lynn. Um, I just, you know, prayed and had an open heart. And I said, if pastored, you know, is telling me to meet this woman, it's for a reason. Um, so here I go. Mm -hmm. And while I, I didn't know exactly how it was going to be or what I didn't pre-plan what I was going to say, um, I actually had no idea how to even start. Um, it was that moment of awkwardness um, of hello nice to meet you sort of force and then you know you don't even know where to even start Um, but actually Lynn took charge and I remember she began asking me questions just about me and my upbringing Um, I 
I realize now that she was very intentional about not asking me right away about my situation um, or what I was thinking about doing with my situation. Instead, she began by getting to know me and getting a sense of who I was at the core. Um, she asked me questions about my family and my home back in Mexico. And yeah. so as I began to talk to her, I began to feel peace, peace sure. in my heart. Um, I cried. I actually cried a lot in the middle of that coffee shop. Um, sure. And yet somehow I also smiled in the middle mm. of all of it. Um, I mm. smiled when I was telling her stories about my family and my upbringing and how much I love my family. And while nothing was resolved that day, uh, Lynn listened without judgment. And she reminded me that I was not alone, that God yeah. was with me and that he loved me very much. I love that part of the story. You know, when you first started sharing this part of the story, I, I thought to myself, this had to be one awkward blind date, right? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, you're sort of set up and there's this expectation that that two people are going to connect over uh, a struggle and connect over an issue. And, and anytime that, you know, when we meet in the middle of a crisis, whether that crisis is brought on us externally or whether that crisis is something we chose to walk into one way or the other, there's always this opportunity for God to show up, but there's always this opportunity as well for the enemy to kind of get in and try to keep that from moving forward. But Lynn, after you met, you just sort of felt confirmed in your heart that this friendship was one you should pursue, right? So one of the things I did before I met Kareeme, of course, is I prayed myself up, right? I was, I was really intentional about listening to the spirit. And um, I just prayed that the Lord would give me some details of her life that would be pertinent to making a godly choice. And um, two things that came out in our couple hour meeting was that she had come to this country at 16 years old from Mexico by herself mm -hmm. to live with a family. Um, that was courageous. That, that's something that is not part of most of our stories. And the other thing that um, I heard when she was sharing her, her testimony was that her mother raised five children and that her father died when she was nine years old. So her mother was essentially a single mom for many years. And her mom did an amazing job. Here's Kareeme, you know, this strong, courageous woman. And her mother was a big part of that development, I believe. So when I walked away from this, I knew I, I, I mean, I, I had pointed this out to her um, and I knew that that had struck a chord with her. Of course, that's her life. That's, that's what God has given her and this journey. Um, but I also knew that I had met just a lovely woman who I felt connected with. And I felt like this, relationship was not going to be a mentoring relationship it was going to be a friendship yeah which is really a, a gift right mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be um you know all me pouring into her life she has is pouring into my life on a daily level so um yeah so I saw that immediately yeah and certainly that's how God works right we think it may be one way but then he right. he shows us something even more when we step in now Kermit certainly when we talk about, um, you know, your connection point there with Lynn, it came around an unexpected pregnancy and uh, you probably had some fears, I imagine, and concerns uh, with the upcoming birth of your baby. How did Lynn sort of help you um, reorient yourself to look at it a little bit differently? Oh God, I had more fears than anything. Um, I had so many questions. I, 
I have been someone who consider herself a woman of God, but somehow with this unexpected situation at hand, I felt drifting away. I mm-hmm. felt like, um, you know, there was just so many mixed emotions um, that I felt and, and Lynn just drew me closer to the word um, and reminded me that this did not necessarily have to be an obstacle, that this could be a blessing. And so mm-hmm. she actually, you know, talked to me about many things. And as she mentioned already, she helped uh, make connections about my upbringing and about my family that I did not realize that I had not reflected on. Um, and, and she helped me see my mother and my family from a very different light. Um, whereas before I just thought that my mom was just doing it because she had to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, there was courage and God's blessings in all every single step of the way. Um, so she That's certainly funny. helped me see my mom from a whole different perspective um, as that courageous, strong, single mother due to my father's passing. Um, and as I kept sharing my stories, she reminded me that God was with me every step of the way. Um, I, he was with me when I flew to this country. Um, he's been with me every single step of the way. I've lived in Texas, in upstate New York, and now in the D.C. area. True. And he's never left me nor forsake me. Um, I love that verse. So they... He, you know, there have been times in which I have drifted away um, throughout my my years. Mm-hmm. I have um, been in, in relationships or been in situations in my life in which I have stopped pursuing the word and something happens and I come back um, where I left. I come back to my home, to my place with God, um, and I'm not willing to, to leave it again. Karime, can I, Karime, can I tell you something? I was just thinking, as Lynn said, you came here and you said you came here at 16. I was thinking, hey, Dennis, what in the world were you doing at 16, dude? I was worried about getting my driver's license, man. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) And you come to this country and you've made an, I mean, you're a a lovely young lady and done amazing things. So thank you. God bless you, man. Yeah, Thank as a father, right, everybody, I wanted to just no, jump that's in fine. As a father of a 15 year old daughter, that uh, was not missed on me either uh, in, in the stepping out. And, and I think one of the things that you keep illustrating for us is this reality of that God has this capacity to take any scenario uh, and he can bring good from that, uh, which may not be seen at first as something that good can come from. And one of the things that I think you mentioned is that Lynn really challenged you to see this moment in your life with the coming of Tiago as a blessing. And, you know, it helped you understand that even while it may have been unexpected from our end, it didn't catch God off surprise. It doesn't all of a sudden mean God can't work with us or can't do things for us. And it certainly means, and I think for any of our listeners out there, for all of us have found ourselves in places where we'd go back and say, ah, we probably didn't do blank the way God, we wanted to do that. But God never says, hey, I no longer love you or you're done, but that's not how the God of the universe works with us. He continues to, to reach for us and to care for us. And certainly looking back on your years in early Mexico and your, your mom raising five kids, I'm sure that began to help you understand how she never gave up when she probably could have with all the responsibility, uh, but yes. instead yes. kept pushing through. How did that sort of impact in taking a look at now raising your son, Tiago, and give you confidence you could do it well? 
Um, I have been surrounded by strong women my entire life, my grandmother, my sister, my mother, but it was not until I found myself in that situation of potentially becoming a mother that I realized all of the amazing things that they have done for my entire family. Um, And so they are women of God, um, my grandmother and my mother, as well as my sister. Uh, My mom took me to church every Sunday, even when I didn't want to, uh, even when in my teenage years, I, you know, wanted to rebel against going to her church and wanting to go to another church. My mom allowed me to explore faith and explore different denominations, but always under the condition that if you want to do this, okay, but you're also coming to church with me. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself double churching on Sundays, if that's even a word. Um, It sounds like your mom knew how to manage a a, a young lady with both a strong will and a strong opportunity Uh, coming in front of Absolutely. We are full of strong will women in my house. And um, now that I am a mother, I, I think back of how she's raised me. And I try to infuse all of those values and her guidance throughout my years in already my the life of Tiago. Um, yeah. You know, I keep him in a routine. I, he's also a very strong-willed, minded, young little man. Yeah. Uh, I can't deny <laughs> I can't deny his mind because he, we are yeah. both really stubborn. And so yeah. I, yeah. I infuse in our, that in him. <laughs> in our home, there's more than a few occasions where we look at a child and go, yep, definitely our kid, you know, because of those things. <laughs> and, and thanks for sharing the story. Uh, the story is deeply impactful and, and it matters. But part of the reason we're having you tell this story is also this idea that this relationship that happened between Lynn and Karime is one certainly that God made an opportunity for it to happen and you both stepped into it. But also, Lynn, you've had people in your life over the years impact you and to pour into your life. How did that, someone before Karime showed up pouring into you, how did that impact you in making decisions and how you serve and teach and help others today? There have been so many women who have poured into my life over the years. Um, I I devoted my life to Christ in 1997, and immediately women came alongside of me. First and foremost was my sister, who was about a decade ahead of me. I used to call her a Bible thumper (laughs) because (laughs) she was talking to me about Christ all the time, but she demonstrated in her life um, what that meant. And one of the things I saw her doing over and over again was um, serving the youth and she would pour into these teenagers lives and and she didn't have any girls Uh, she had three boys so she she met with the teen women um, and she served them and she really taught me um, she went to be with the Lord last year Mm. and um, but she was my you know she was the one woman who really showed me and illustrated to me what it was like to really walk with the Lord. And she Mm -hmm. poured into my life, especially when I was a new Christian, to just help me along and really um, understand what my purpose was and, and, um, you know, how how to navigate this new faith. Um, But then all through my all through the last 24 years, different seasons, um, there was a season when I needed inner healing. And the Lord brought some wonderful women, actually women from your church, Brian, um, that really poured into me and showed me how to break free from a lot of the bondage I was in. 
And, um, and then there's another season where I worked with a gal named Pam from my, my church who was just really, um, just so in touch with the Lord and, um, really helped me to see my kids were teenagers, helped me to see that, um, God is a God of redemption, that, Mm. um, the the things they were going through were all going to be used for his glory and for their good. So, um, in fact, one of the things I encouraged Karime to do was to rename the situation, to no longer right. call it the pregnancy because the pregnancy had a connotation that was not a healthy one, um, I felt. So I, I encouraged her to rename that situation. Mm. You know, well, uh, as we find ourselves in the last great. several minutes of our time together today, you know, hopefully people are being encouraged that we can step into relationships when God puts them in our, in our pathway and he will work those things out. Um, but what would you say to someone, I guess, Lynn, who may doubt that idea that, like, Hey, that, you know, this person on the radio, they're a special person that, that doesn't work for me. Well, if we take Jesus's word to heart, he said in John 15, love one another as I have loved you. Mm. And Jesus would stop what he was doing whatever however important it was to stop for that one person that god put in his path and so that for me is is kind of um you don't always make room for it you don't always start your day and say okay i'm gonna spend i'm gonna have a half hour where i can you know pour into somebody if they come into my life that's not how it works typically what happens is something like this happens where i probably didn't have time in my schedule for kareem a I probably don't have enough time in my schedule for Kareem now, <laughs> but, um, but the, the joy and the blessing that she and Tiago have been in my life and in my husband's life, um, it's immeasurable. It really is. And yeah. um, if this isn't what life's about, I don't know what it is. Amen. Amen. And Kareem, for you, if you could just quickly tell us, I imagine that not only have you had an impact on Tiago raising him spiritually, he's had an impact on you. How so? Is the whole reason why I am a woman, a woman of God. Now I decided to surrender, to surrender my life and my situation. Uh, and I decided to trust, you know, and really, really have faith to not just trust from the mouth out, mm. but to really can be fully 110% convinced that there is no possible way I was going to do it alone. But the only way that I was going to be able to do it is if I trusted that God had this, that God was in control, in true control. And so after, once I did that, I, I, I cried in my bedroom. Once I got one of my, um, lab results back about the pregnancy. I remember opening that, that test that day. I prayed for a very long time and I was really worried. And when I opened the exam, the, the results and I saw that I was going to have a baby boy, I had the biggest smile I have ever had in my entire life. And even from the, and ever since I had found out that I was pregnant and mm-hmm. I knew then that God had never left me and that God was going to be in all of this um, until, yeah. you know, the end. Um, and blessings have come our way. Not one day have I needed anything. And I'm just very thankful for the opportunity that God has given me and being able to share my story with others so that others can find hope and joy. Yeah. And so Karime and Lynn, thank you for your bravery and thank you for willing to share the story today. 
Dennis, as we continue to talk about the good news for right here in the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, man, I, I just want to say very quickly, Lynn, I love that renaming the situation. I have a great friend who had a tumor in his throat, and he didn't call it a tumor. He said, be gone, be gone <laughs> in Jesus' name. He named it be gone. So amen, amen, amen. Hey, folks, what a great, guys, ladies, thank you so much. What an amazing, amazing story. Folks, if you want to hear this again, and I would urge you to do that, go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Also, if you want more information, novapregnancy.org. That's novapregnancy.org. And one more, slmgetinvolved.org. That's slmgetinvolved.org. Ladies, thank you again. Folks, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.